Welcome back to the Rooted in Christ podcast. My name is Eric Stevens, and I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in again this week. Our episode this week is the first sermon I ever preached. I preached this sermon at my home church, New Life Church in Lakewood, Ohio, and the title of this message is The Call. The text I use for this sermon is Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 15. When you're done listening to this message, I want you to ask yourself the following questions. Number one, what is a key takeaway from this sermon? Number two, did you learn anything new? And number three, how can you apply something you heard in this sermon to your life? Remember, you may be the only Christ figure that someone sees today, so it's important that not only do we read the word, but we live out the word as well. And no matter where you're listening to this podcast, please like, follow, share, and subscribe to our page and pass this message along to someone you know who may be interested in this topic. Be blessed, be encouraged, and I want to thank each and every one of you once again for tuning in. How's everybody doing? All right, good. That's step one. I turned the mic on. Okay, this didn't happen first service. <laughs> yeah, my name's Eric, or you can call me Ryan. Some people clearly don't know who I am. It's not really relevant, I guess. Um, so like I said, my name's Eric Stevens. I'm the outreach director here at, uh, at New Life Church. So my wife is Ellen, um, not Katie. So please, you don't cause any problems at home, okay? We're going, to just, we're going to keep this holy for the next 20 minutes, all right? We're going to get through this. Um, we've been going to church here for about nine years. We've been married for, uh, for almost eight. So I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to stop, okay? Because being married to me for eight years comes with complications, okay? I'm difficult because I act out on purpose, all right? I don't, I don't try to behave. So if you can pray and fast for her, keep that, keep that up. Um, I, do, uh, I do major gift fundraising at Baldwin Wallace. I travel a lot. And the, you know, around the United States. And the main reason I'm bringing that up is because God has used my marriage. He's used this church. He's used my job to clarify and lay the foundation for the call on my life. Okay. And how many of you guys know that God can use so many things around you? We just need to be aware. We just need to look. We need to listen. We need to pay attention. Sometimes we need to put our cell phones down. Sometimes we just need to just be quiet. And I'm telling you that because I don't do that. As I just told you two minutes ago, I act out. So I'm just telling you what you should do as I'm trying to put this into practice. Um, you know, and that call on my life, is, as Bob mentioned, is the call to be an evangelist. I, I do my best to, to share my faith any and everywhere. And it's, you know, it's led me into a lot of unique situations. Um, but as I'm getting ready to share this today and as we get ready to open up, I want everyone to know that all of us, we all have a plan. We all have a purpose over our lives. It is not a coincidence that anyone is here today. It is not a coincidence that God, that you all gave your lives to Christ when you did. God has a plan and a purpose for each one of you. So don't let anybody tell you anything different. Because as we're going to break down this text and this scripture today, I hope that you see that you have value and you have a purpose. Because the call to be an evangelist or the call to share the gospel is a call on each one of our lives. It's not just for the leaders. It's not just for, for the elders. It's not just for that person who's been going to church for 20 or, or 30 years. This is a call on each one of us. So, um, you know, I hope that I, I was, you know, moved to just encourage you today that whether you know it or not, there is a call on your life, which is why we titled this message, We Being Me and Jesus, The Call. Okay. All right. Somebody laughed. There we go. Um, 
So as we get started, I'm going to need a little bit of audience participation because the call of God of your life is something you should never ignore. That is not something that you want to, to miss out on. And those of you who have given your lives to Christ and you know what it was like day one up until today. So I'm going to a little audience participation. I want to see how you respond to some of the phone calls or text messages you may get that may just flood your phones on a, on a daily basis. So slide number one, your spouse. Significant other, do you guys accept that phone call? Okay, that y'all hesitated. Okay, <laughs> hold up. I'm making notes for a marriage conference now. Okay, okay, note to self. This is always a good call to answer. All right, just rule of thumb, in case y'all didn't know that. Next, friends, family, do we take that phone call? All right, there we go. Maybe not that third cousin twice removed who's always asking for money. I don't take that phone call. That goes to voicemail. Bill collectors? Yeah, straight to voicemail. Okay, there's a reason that I took the Dave Ramsey's course. And by took it, I mean I read like two chapters. I'm just going to be honest up here. And I'm pretty sure, pretty sure Ryan Bailey told me about those chapters. Next. Your ex. Okay, so if you are with someone, this is always a no-go. I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you what to do. Just no-go. Key to staying married, no talking to Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Telemarketers, Kent State calling me asking for money, no dice. No dice. I got stuff to do. I'm going to walk this line real thin right now because it's, it's not that I'm scared of a rally, you know, because I just choose, <laughs> I choose wisdom. See, I choose wisdom. Am I the only person getting phone calls about BBS 2020? Because <laughs> I'm already signed up and I'm there. I might be in a big bird costume. I don't know. My first sermon is in front of a barn. There's a reason for this. Okay. And it's right there. So, yeah, I take that phone call, and all of you should, too, if you, you should just take that phone call. So, um, much like Arelli and the call to VBS being a mandate on our lives, um, and maybe a point of fear, Jesus has a call on each one of us, too. It's a call to share the good news. It's a call to spread his message. It's a call of love. It's a call of passion. It is a call... To action. See, when Jesus calls us to do something, it's not just sitting still. And it's not enough just to be present. This is something that we each have to be involved in. And I can't tell you what Jesus is telling you to do. Okay, I can't tell you how Jesus is going to tell you to live or how he's going to use you. We can pray, we can intercede, but those things come from a personal relationship with God. However, each one of us has a call to spread and share the good news. And as we get ready to unpack this today, I hope this encourages you. I hope this just inspires you just to go out and share your faith a little bit more than what you did before you got here today. So if you can open up your Bibles for me or pull out your cell phones to Romans chapter 10, 9 through 15. 
We're going to read this out of the NIV. This should come up on the screen too. All right. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is, excuse me, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses who call on him. For everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. I'm just going to take a pause and say amen right there. So... So right here, Paul is talking to Rome, and he's breaking down the plan of, of salvation. Okay, how many of you know you can't just work your way into heaven? Okay, good. I don't got to start over. All right. So we can't good works our way into heaven. We can't just fix our past on our own and get into heaven. You know, I told you guys I do a major gift fundraising for a living. I can't smooth talk my way into heaven. It is only through the faith through Jesus. It is only through believing who God said he is, who God said Jesus is, and who Jesus said he is. It's believing in the work that Jesus did on the cross. Okay, it's believing in the fact that, and then confessing with your mouth and believing that in your heart, that he was born, he died, and he rose again for our sins. So we don't have to pay that penalty. See, we can never forget what Christ did on the cross for us. Whenever you start to lose track and lose focus, you can center right there on the cross. Whenever you're wondering where to go, what to do, what to look at, or you just get lost in your faith journey, you can center right back to the cross. See, we can't forget our life source. We don't want to forget how we got here and where we came from. See, when you talk about the idea of confession, you know, a good definition for that is coming into agreement with. We're coming into agreement for all these things that God said and what Jesus said and that action um, on the cross that day. So, and it's one of those things that no one can take away from you because this, this is where your faith starts to, starts to come in. See, it's that feeling that you get, that knowing that you have, that, that something's just different about me. I don't, I don't, I'm not responding to things the same way. I'm not acting the same way. I'm not walking the same way. I'm not talking the same way. I'm not thinking the same way. Those things that used to appeal to me don't appeal to me the way that, that they used to. I feel, I don't know, I feel kind of dirty. I feel kind of awkward. I feel like maybe I just shouldn't be doing this. See, that's, that's the work that Jesus did. It's like he said, I'm going to do a new work in you. I'm going to do something new in you. And see, this, this is a package deal. Okay, Jesus wants all of us, not just on Sundays when we're sitting here, not just on Wednesdays when it's convenient. He wants all of us. This is a package deal, and believe me, you want all of him. Okay, so, and there's a, you know, I get it. We're, we're getting ready to get up here and talk about evangelism and, and sharing our faith, and that's not always the easiest of things to do, you know, because you meet people and they may not have any measure of faith at all. But here's what I'll tell you. They can deny the Bible all they want to. See, they can't deny your story. Your testimony is one of the most powerful weapons you have to share the gospel. They can't take your life story away from you. How do you deny an experience that happened to you? How can someone tell you that didn't happen? They can't take that away. So I would encourage you to perfect telling your story. See, when I look at the Bible... I got one back there. I appreciate that. I got one. See, when I look at the Bible, 
you know, my boy Ricky over here, he loves those romantic movies. I'm going to just tell y'all something about him real quick. Okay? <laughs> All right. That's right. That's right. Snuck that joke back in there. This isn't a book of rules. This isn't a book of, of regulations. This is the greatest love letter ever written. Okay? So... So before you turn on the moon, no, this is the greatest love story ever told. How many of you would send your kids to die for somebody else in this room? I don't have any, so I'm asking. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know, so this, so again, this is what Paul is trying to get across. He's getting across the message of salvation and accepting Christ as your Lord. So, so we have to ask ourselves, and this is something we have to do as an individual. Where are we at in our journey with faith? Where are we at in our journey with God? Where do I sit right now in relationship to the Father? Because again, this isn't just something we do on Sundays. It is about a relationship with God. This isn't just, again, it's not just a book that we're reading. It's not just some activity that we do. This is about a relationship. So we have to ask ourselves, where are we in our journey? And if you've never opened your heart up to Christ, my encouragement for you right now would be to do it today. Okay, because tomorrow isn't promised. And I'm not painting some grim hellfire and brimstone message. It's true. We don't know what's going to happen when each one of us walks out of here. So if you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would encourage you just to do so right now through a confession of faith. I would just encourage you to say, Lord, just come and just Lord and rule over my life. Lord, forgive me for I'm a sinner. Lord, forgive me because I've fallen short of the call that you've placed on my life. Father, just forgive me and just show me something new. I want something different. I don't want to be the person I was before. You know, and if, you, if you've done that, you know, we're going to have our leaders come up at some point uh, after this message. I'm going to be in the back. If you've made that confession of faith, please come and talk to someone just so, because you're not alone in this. See, we have to stay together in this journey. There's a reason why we put, you know, spouses, friends, family, husband, accountability, part, whatever you need to put in there, box yourself in once you make that decision. You see, what I like about Paul is, I think this, maybe this is where I got this from. See, Paul doesn't stop there. Paul's that friend you have who gets on your nerves sometimes. He's like, why are you doing this? How come you went here? I need more an explanation. I need more detail on this. So Paul goes on in verse 14. This will come back up on the screen here. How then can they, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. If there was ever a time to say amen, that was it. Okay, there we go. All right, y'all still with me? Good. Paul recognized here that somebody had to go out and send this message. See, it's not, we can't be quiet. We talk about everything else. We talk about movies, we talk about music, we talk about everything, but why can't we talk about this? Okay, so, so Paul recognized here, my cousin who is, does not know Jesus, how are they gonna hear him unless I say something? Let me speak up, let me just tell you about the good things that are going on in my life and let me tell you how I got to this point from point A to point B. Let me just talk about it because it had nothing to do with me other than, just being, other than just being obedient to a call that was on my life. See, and what's crazy is God could have used anything to deliver this message. 
He could have used a burning bush. He could have used angels. He could have used an animal. God said, no, I'm going to use my people to go out and spread the message of the good news and spread the message of what my son has done for you. So see, God's normal way of, of just presenting the gospel is through us. He doesn't want us to sit quiet. He's given us a voice and a place and platforms for a reason to do the work of the Holy Spirit. See, and it's no wonder Paul called those feet beautiful. I realized, you know, from Bob and Dennis Hebert had nothing to do with my shoes. Okay, it had nothing to do with that. It's because we're partnering in unison with God. We're walking step by step with God and partaking in his plan and his purpose to say, you know what? No, I want you to go and talk to that person in the grocery store. No, I want you to go and minister to that person in Whole Foods. No, I want you to go have coffee with that person and just start sharing your life. Those of you who have gone through Belong, you've heard me say this. I'm the person in the grocery store like you really don't want to make eye contact with. Okay? Because I'm going to talk to you because I don't have anything else to do. So I'm going to talk to you. And, I'm, and thank God that one of my gifts is just being able to locate where someone is spiritually. Have you heard about our, our youth group? How about our young adult program? You know, we got three services on Sunday. Oh, you speak Spanish? That's not a problem. We have all kinds of services here. You're looking to get involved in the community? We have an outreach team here. I know that firsthand. Okay. So today, I would encourage you to use your voice and be more like Paul. Because if, if you think about the time of Paul, and you think about the time of Jesus, if they needed them to be radical and bold back then, how much more do we need it today? Especially with all the things that we have going on around us today. So I would encourage everybody, as we walk more in our journey with Christ, to just be more and more like Paul. So I got a couple steps here of how we can go about doing this today. Step one, we need to be bold. We need to be more intentional with our faith. We need to be praying for divine appointments. We need to just ask God, Lord, how do you want me, how do you want to use me today? What would you like me to do today? Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I say is, Lord, I surrender. Because if I don't, I'm like, Lord, because I know as soon as I walk out that door, I'm about to mess something up. So <laughs> I surrender. Maybe that's just me. Um, you know, Proverbs uh, 28 one says, the righteous are as bold as lions. And we should walk in that. And, you know, if you're struggling in, in your faith or struggling to be able to share your faith, just walking in that boldness and that confidence. See, it's not up to us. The Holy Spirit gives us the words. The Holy Spirit will fill that gap of where you don't know what to say. Because I know some of you are introverted. Some of you may have never shared your faith before. That's okay. We all got to start somewhere. And the Holy Spirit will give you everything you need to, to do that. You know, a good definition for, for being bold is, is confident. It's daring. It's courageous. It's, it's not a, a, a cockiness. It's not an arrogance. It's, it's, to be, it's to be brave. You know, we need to intentionally pray for those moments. Do you guys know anybody with bold and intentional faith? All right, well, I, actually, you all do. If you know Bob Kistemaker, because he didn't introduce himself, so I'll tell you. That's our senior pastor here. He has bold faith. Okay, and it, it, it rubbed off on me, because this is, let me tell you the story. So we're in a staff meeting, and he says, Eric, I want you to lead a missions team to New York and partner with the Journey Church to go spread the gospel through New York City. And I looked at him like he was crazy. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, are you serious? This was bold, one, because I've never been on a missions trip. Two, I've never led a missions trip. Three, I hate New York City. <laughs> Look, if y'all from there, I'm sorry. It's, uh, my, my apologies is just not my kind of place. I'm more of a mountains kind of person. So, you know, this, this, was a, this was a bold move. And 
in my flesh, I had no desire to go and do this. I didn't want to go do it. But then the Holy Spirit started to get a hold of me. Eric, you know this isn't about you, right? Okay, I put the call on your life, right? You know how when you teach people, you tell them how their lives are no longer their own? Are you practicing this right now? I was like, oh, I just got done saying that on Wednesday. All right, ouch, that hurt. See, the call will get you out of your comfort zone. The call will make you explore things you've never thought you'd be able to do because at the end of you is where Jesus is, okay? So this was a message for the kingdom. He's like, Eric, we need go. You got to go and you got to do this. So guess what? Fast forward, we went to New York. We partnered with the Journey Church in their sermon evangelism program, and we reached 14,000 people in the gospel in four days. So all we did was we took a granola bar and an invite to church. By the way, I will never eat a granola bar again. You pass these out to 14,000 people, they just don't look the same. they just not delicious at all. Um, oh, man. Free granola. Okay. Um, so we passed these out to 14,000 people. That's not, we didn't expect anyone to necessarily get saved that day, but we opened up the door for the opportunity just because we made the attempt. So we're actually bringing the Servant Evangelism Program to Cleveland. So on uh, August 8th, Kent, I love you. So on August 8th at 6 p.m., we're going to go to Lakewood Park. We're, gonna do, we're not doing granola bars, though, because I need a break. Okay, we're going to grill out some hamburgers. We're going to grill hot dogs. We're literally just going to walk around the park and pass them out to people with an invite to church, with an invite to, to Let's Love Lakewood. Um, we're going to tell them about all of our service times, and it will give us the, the opportunity that if the door is open for them to accept Jesus. See, servant evangelism is a random act of kindness with an intentional invitation to either come to church or to accept Christ. So if you guys want to get your feet wet a little bit with certain evangelism and start sharing your faith, there's a, there's a good opportunity there. So when you talk about being bold and being intentional, when I came back from New York, my faith was different. Okay, it was completely different. I started talking to Bob and Jose, and I said, you know what, I'm praying for no empty seats in this house. I'm praying that this house doesn't lack for anything. I'm praying that Kent has to be here a few more hours a day because we got to remodel the balcony because there's no space down here. I'm praying the overflow rooms are overflowing. I'm praying for a new building. And I need to be clear about something. This isn't about numbers. This isn't about just having bodies because that's not what we need. It's so we can equip people to go out and do the message of Christ. The more people we have equipped to go and do that, the more, and the more we can spread the gospel to this city. This church was put here for a reason. I hate hearing this church is the best kept secret in Lakewood. Why are we a secret? We need to speak out. We should not, the church should not be a secret in the city where it dwells. Slide number two. You got to know your audience. See, everyone is in a different place in their walk and in their journey spiritually. So we know that, you know, I'm using the servant evangelism as, as an example. So we know that possibly passing out a touch card and a granola bar, that might not lead anybody to Christ, but it is a step in their journey. It could be a seed planted or it could be a seed watered. We didn't know any of these people. You know, we just knew that we were going out there to actually spread the love of, of Christ. You know, and I, I'm looking right now and I see, uh, I see Elliot Carter here. Um, he's one of our leaders on our welcome team. Elliot was the first person I ever shared my faith with. We were at the YMCA, and I had no idea what I even said to him. 
Thank goodness it wasn't anything crazy because he's still here like nine years later. So <laughs> he's married now, and it's just crazy to see what God has done in, in his life. But I didn't lead Elliot to Christ. I just walked up to him and told him what God did in my life, gave him a touch card, and said, there's this church up the street meeting in the Masonic Temple, and we're not the Masons, but you should come check us out. So, but we have to be intentional. We have to know um, those people who, who are around us. See, God put each one of us in a sphere of influence. There's, there's people that Ricky knows I'm never going to get a hold of, and vice versa. We all have a sphere of influence. We all have people God has placed around us just to spread the gospel message. See, nobody can be you except you. Nobody can tell your story except you. And it's always better to be you than to be somebody else. It's just better to be authentic because people respond to being authentic. They respond to the truth. And see, like I said before, you don't need to worry about the words. The Holy Spirit is going to give you the words for whatever it is that you need to say to that individual. See, I don't talk to the same, the, the people in Lakewood, I talk to differently than the people I talk to on 93rd and Kinsman on the east side of Cleveland. I don't change the gospel. I don't change the word of God because of the time that we live in. I don't water down the message. I speak it in a way that the person I'm talking to can understand it. My last point here. We got to go. See, sitting here isn't enough. We got to go. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. You know, this should come up on the screen here. This is the, you've all heard this verse before. This is the Great Commission. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. All right, pop quiz. What did Jesus say? What did he say? All right, we're going to try this one more time. Pretend like you're about to throw me out of your house. Go! All right, I'm going to act like I'm not offended by how loud some of y'all got. I can hear y'all. Okay. This is what the church is here for. This is our purpose. This is our mission. This is what we were put on this earth to do is to go out and spread the message of the gospel. See, it's not enough just to get saved. It's not enough just to volunteer here on Sunday mornings. It's not enough just to really just, you know, just come here and worship on Saturdays. We are called to go and share our faith with the lost. We're called to go and share what Jesus is doing in our lives. This is our mission and this is our purpose. This is why the church is here to go out and do this. And see, this is what Paul was saying to Rome. He was saying, that's why those feet are so beautiful, because they're gone. They are going out and they are bringing the good news. Think about every show on television, every magazine in the store. We're surrounded by things that, you know, I personally have very little interest in. So why can't I go and share my faith with that person? Why can't I tell them about something that's going to save their soul? I can tell them about the Avengers, but I can't tell them about Jesus? That's a problem. That's a problem. You know, so this call, this is a call to action. You know, so, you know, just a brief part of my own personal story. I answered a lot of calls in my life. I answered calls to, to drug addiction. I answered calls to, to drinking, to, to violent nights on the weekends. I answered a lot of calls that led me into just depression, that led me into my own self-destruction because I thought I was fulfilling whatever it is that I was missing. Because at the time, I didn't know what that was. Thank goodness in 2010, uh, our head pastor shared the gospel with me. Because everything started to change at that point. See, I started deleting phone numbers. 
Okay, I, the things that I used to, to do, I didn't feel the same way about them. I didn't respond to them the same way. I looked at them differently. And I say that, and I say that because it was the work that Christ did in me. Because left to my own devices, I was on a path of destruction. I was not on a path to, of, of any kind of righteousness. See, I learned the hard way. I could not save myself. Okay, so thank goodness that someone was bold enough to share their faith with me. Because things started to change after that point. If you would have told me 10 years ago I would have been standing there, I would have called you crazy. I'd be like, no way. No way. God clearly had other plans for my life and a purpose. And things are a lot better up here than where I was headed. So as we get ready to close and we get ready to wind down, I just want to ask all of you guys, you could just pray with me, please. Just close your eyes and bow your head for me. I want to give everybody the opportunity to just answer the call. I want to give everybody the opportunity to just accept Jesus over their life. You know, if you recognize that, that Christ just was, um, was born, he, he died and he, he rose again for our sins, and you're looking for something new, you're looking for, for something different, you don't want to keep doing the things you did yesterday. You want to do something that just, that just provide purpose and a call for your life. And you can ask, you can just close your eyes right now and ask Jesus to come into your heart and just reign over your life as your Lord and Savior. You can do that right now. I wouldn't hesitate. Father, I just thank you for the message you brought today, Lord. I thank you for anyone who has just surrendered their hearts and their lives to you. Lord, I pray that as we get ready to, to depart today, Father, that you use us to just reach the one, just reach our sphere of influence, Father. Lord, I just I thank you for the work you're going to do in each one of us, Father. And Lord, I just, I just pray for just more of you and less of ourselves. And I just pray total surrender over the body, Lord. We just pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.